Plato once said, if you do not take an interest in the affairs of your government, then you are doomed to live under the rule of fools. <laughs> that is well said. Indeed. <laughs> Keep this in mind, as we discuss today, the election outcomes in Taiwan and how President Tsai had to resign the leadership of her party and what will all this mean within the global context. My name is Dr. David Waralu. And my name is Dr. Ross Stewart. And you are watching Geopolitics in Conflict. Polls have opened in Taiwan's local elections. Analysts say public discontent towards the ruling administration is the primary reason that the DPP could lose more than half of the 22 mayoral and county seats being contested. Ahead of the polls, President Tsai Ing-wen has framed these elections as being about sending a message that the public is standing for peace and stability in the island. The world is a random, meaningless chaos. Or is it? How do some of the best, wealthiest, and most powerful people seem to know what's coming before it happens? Well, one way is that they create the circumstances in their favor, but the other is that they know how to read the world's stage and spot patterns and trends in key areas. They don't get lost in the overwhelm of endless information. They know what's important to pay attention to using their own formulas, and most importantly, they know where to put that information to actually make it usable. Would you like to be able to do the same thing? Well, we have a course that teaches you to do that exact same thing. It's called No Nonsense Politics. So if you want the leg up that some of the world's brightest have, as well as an online community of people who think for themselves just like you, Check it out. Link in the description box below. Times are changing very rapidly, David. I know. I didn't see that one coming, Ross. Well, you know, 2020, yeah. Tsai Ing-wen mm-hmm. won, the, won the leadership in Taiwan by a landslide. Mm. Because she was, a, from what we can tell, she was not doing so well until she developed the policy of, we are going to win our independence and we're going to stand firm against you. And she won this overwhelming victory. You mean till she was advised to embark <laughs> on that policy. That's basically what it is. By an unknown foreign power. <laughs> well, the, the times have changed. Well, indeed, Russ. I mean, as, as I said again, I didn't see it coming in a way that, uh, by the way, she resigned the leadership, not the president. She's still the president till 2024, where they were, when uh, Taiwan's going to run their presidential elections. But... You have to read between the lines what the Taiwanese now are saying loud and clear. Well, they're being hammered. For one thing, economically, they're being hurt. Yeah. Because China, mainland China, is refraining from importing a lot of products from, from Taiwan that they used to import. Mm-hmm. That, hurts the, that hurts them agriculturally, hurts them in other yeah. ways as well. And there's the constant threat of military intervention. Who wants to live with that? Yeah, and this is basically what it was, the, the, the Taiwanese vote, because that's what it indicates. It, it indicates that uh, between uh, the 13 local councils, I believe, yeah. that's where it was, and the, some mayors. It was largely local, po- local, local politics. Yeah. Local politics, but boy, did they show up in, and say, we have a very clear message. We don't like President Tsai's message. 
Exactly. And this is a reflection of this. My question that I'm asking is, okay, what's, what, what led to this quickly? And I am like trying just to think outside the box. Are the Taiwanese watching what's going on in Ukraine? And they're saying to themselves, we better be smart about not embarking on a path like that. Or are the Taiwanese convinced that these tensions with China will have to stop? Because it's, the tensions are created by the leadership, not the Taiwanese people. You know, a recent poll, and what do the, what do the Taiwanese people want? P peace and prosperity. How shocking is that? They don't want to be part of this international game of repression, of conflict, of threats of war. Yeah. They don't want any part of that. Exactly. And uh, this, could also, this could also be an indication of the recent two major summits that took place in Asia. One in Cambodia, oh, yeah. remember, the, the, the uh, ASEAN, mm -hmm. and the other one in Indonesia, in Bali for G20. Yes. What these, these both forums had in common, they both strengthened the, their position as far as being neutral regarding U.S. and China tensions. So the Taiwanese people read between the lines because you got most, more, most of Asian nations there to kind of like, we don't want any conflicts in our neighborhood here. So the outcome of these elections, the local elections in Taiwan, is clear indication of that direction. And this is where I believe the Taiwanese wanted to send a, a clear message to the leadership. Now, we don't know how things are going to be in 2024, but at least for now, the world is breathing a sigh of relief. Listening to President Tsai mm -hmm. speak about this, because mm -hmm. I watched several of her presentations, and she's doing something that I would term newspeak. Wow. <laughs> what this is, is, this is how you can say emotionally charged words that have no meaning but boy, are they designed to stir people up. But she's failed at it. Wow. And the people are no longer moved by her rhetoric of yeah. great peace for, and power for the, the Taiwanese people and going, they don't buy it. Yeah. Her new speak is no longer effective. Well, certainly the election outcomes is, is an indication of that. I am wondering now, uh, thinking I always like to think far ahead. Oh, yeah. What will she be thinking now that hypothetically in the presidential elections, she would lose that. Will she exile to Japan or the United States? What do you think, Ross? I think we're going to see. She's going to be our neighbor. <laughs> it would be, you know, there are some jokes like, you know, she will be uh, bunking with uh, Nancy Pelosi in Florida. Oh, oh, oh. You know, <laughs> that's just a joke. No. Now, on a serious <clears> note, <throat> on a serious note, you'll think about in terms of what will have happened now, what will happen hypothetically if she loses the elections. Because now, to me, this is a writing on the wall yes. for what lies ahead. The question that we need to ask, and you need to consider that question as well, is what will this do now to the relations between China and Taiwan? How Beijing will interpret this? Will the relations between the two take a backseat? When I say backseat, I am referring to less tensions. What will the West, mainly the United States, do now that this clear message came out? Will we see an uptick into the conflict? Or will the West say, what can we do now? I hope it's the latter. 
I hope so. You take a look at this whole situation. Yeah. And you go, why is this happening? From what, we can, from what we've been watching for the last few years, the situation between t- Taiwan and mainland China was pretty darn good. Yeah. There was, I mean, granted, they have this 1992 agreement of one China, two interpretations of yeah. what... Or what two what, systems, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. And so, and it was working pretty well. Yeah. The, the amount of trade was going on back and forth. Yeah. And the, as, as I talked to people from Taiwan... Mm-hmm. They weren't thrilled with the Chinese mainland, but they didn't really have a problem with them either. And so many of the people in Taiwan actually had good paying jobs in other portions of China. And so they had the complete freedom of the entire Chinese economy to do well economically. Well, this is why there are some who will interpret these results as like, okay, resist China and defend Taiwan. There is a limit to it. Yeah. (laughs) Because that's basically what will the result be interpreted if you are to put an analyst hat on, that's what will be the interpretation of it as far as, okay. Because basically, they are saying, we don't want any more tensions, you know. And if the government, it's like what the quote said, yeah. if the government cannot get its act together, people's votes reflect that reality. And obviously, that's what we see. Now, this is this uh, results of the local elections in Taiwan is not limited only within the borders of Taiwan. This goes outside the borders of Taiwan. Yes. Or Asia for that matters. Why? Because first of all, you look at in Asia, they're going to be interpreting that as a good sign. That means the tensions will subside with yes. the assumption if on the rest of the world, they're going to be when I say the rest of the world is the West. They're going to be looking at it like, okay, did we lose another front of a major conflict? My suspicion is it's the latter. The latter, yeah. Yes. You know, one of the factors that entered into this is, mm-hmm. and, you know, as I talk to people, I talk to people all the time because I just can't help it. That's fine. I'm, I'm curious yeah, that's about... That's how you learn about human behavior. <laughs> yes. That's why you specialize in that, right? And so when I talk to, and I talk to a lot of people every week, and one of the things they say is, well... You know, the problem with China is they have no liberty. They can't talk to each other. There's oppression of information. Mm. And, and I, then I go, hold it. How many cell phones are unmonitored, really unmonitored, because they don't have the manpower to monitor them all? Yeah. Hundreds of millions of these cell phones. And the people in China are probably better informed than the people in the United States. Yeah. So these people are talking to each other constantly. And that means the people in Taiwan are con- talking to mainland. They're talking to each other. And they say, Xi Jinping just made a firm stand at the recent, recent Congress and saying, Taiwan, you better wake up. Yeah. They, all, they all know that and heard it. Usually in a situation like this, any message emanating from Beijing is not going to be well perceived. This is why it's very important for locals themselves to reach this conclusion. And it seems and that that's they are. What, yeah, the elections, it's a reflection of this reality. And this is where I, I believe uh, moving forward, uh, how this is going to uh, sort of now manage the relationships, not only between Taiwan and China, but also between the United States and China. You know? Mind you, already Japan made a comment about the upcoming military exercises between China and Russia. Why would Japan be curious or interested about this? Because Japan has a stake in what happens in Taiwan. Yes. As we all know, historically speaking. I didn't know that size background is... Or ethnicities from Japan? 
I didn't know that yeah, either. I was surprised to learn that. So, oh, wow. So, and I intend to address this topic with uh, uh, Dr. Hammond when we invite him for the show again, because his specialty is, is oh, yeah. China. And I intend to address this, because it was very, very surprising to me. Sai ancestors are from Japan. Yeah, Dr. Hammond is one of the most interesting people we've ever talked to. Wow, is he, he's really a dynamic speaker. Deep knowledge, real understanding what's going on. Yeah, indeed. So the other aspects to all this has to do with the idea of what will the opposition party do in Taiwan now? No. It's hard to tell at this point because yeah. nothing is clear. You know, even Beijing yeah. is sort of holding back on this. The guy's name is Eric Chu, mm -hmm. and he's head, of the, he's head of this party. And I was surprised as to see that there was very little response from Beijing at this point. Could be the waiting to analyze it and see how what really how this really rolls out. Yeah, it will be interesting. That's why we wanted to sort of cover this or address this one here, because it's not addressed uh, aggressively in the West. Right. Because as I said, the world now is breathing a sigh of relief. Of course, it's not going to be reported in the West because that's not what the West was expecting. <laughs> so, and Taiwanese. Taiwanese people, that is, spoke loud and clear regarding this aspect. You know, one of the things we talked very briefly about is yeah. how many people in Taiwan are looking at what's going on in the Ukraine. We said a little bit about it, but... Yeah, but, but I do believe, Ross, I do believe they are watching those images and thinking to themselves. You know, a lot of... We don't give voters credit sometimes. Some people... Government, some, not all, I shall not generalize. But voters are smart enough to know and read between the lines. Yeah. No. To me personally, and again, it's my personal opinion, the outcome of these elections, local elections, an indication of not only how much Taiwanese were paying attention to what's going on, but also they wanted to avoid similar outcome on their land there. So, so there's two factors. Yeah. One is they're being economically hurt right now. That got their attention. Of course. When, yeah. you, when you're having more and more trouble feeding your family, that gets your attention. That's, yeah. Then the second thing is what's going on in the Ukraine could be happening here. Yeah, and they, they don't want that one, and, and, and rightly so. Who wants to have those kind of issues there? Because it's going to become a very troublesome for majority of them over there. And because a, a conflict, like we always say, a, a conflict of that magnitude, if the U.S. gets involved with China, it's no small matter. I hope it never happens, because there will be no need for something like this, because it will be no winner. That's where the... The key. And we don't need, you know, it's about time to live in peace right. at some point because uh, if this is the vote of the voters, then you, their will will have to be respected. You know, if that's what they want, they want peaceful existence on the Taiwan Strait, then that's what it child. So. And it could not be more clear that that's what the people of yeah. Taiwan want. Exactly. For now, we're still going to be watching, and I'm personally, I'm going to keep an eye. Uh, on uh, the presidential elections in 2024, given I'm in the process of writing about China oh, yeah. in a book. So this will deserve almost a chapter by itself in the book because it's, it's important to understand. Because any outcome is going to give you an indication as to where things are headed geopolitically. And we tend to look for the trends as always. What are the patterns? What are yeah. the trends? What are we looking to do? Understand what's going on, pattern and trend-wise. Yeah. Be able to predict what's coming based on pushing these patterns forward through time mm -hmm. and then preparing for it. That's as good as it gets. Exactly. And that's what we're going to 
be looking for uh, as to moving forward what's going to be happening in Taiwan. So it's interesting time, isn't it? Oh my God. I look forward to that. So. Any final thoughts for us to add to this before we close it out? Well, I'm kind of interested to, to, to track yeah. what the United States and its allies are going to do as they continue to lose power and influence in Asia. That's an interesting point. Uh, I usually, I always watch what emanates from Washington, D.C. as far as policies. Oh, yeah. As you all know, our foreign policy is fragmented and ill-structured or ill-conceived. We tend to react to events rather than uh, have a strategy because we don't have any. So I would be interested to see what the next step would be. For well, David, that's only short term. I mean, it's only been going on for 30 years. Years. <laughs> God. Indeed, indeed. So. Well, uh, I hope you'll find this information useful and makes sense to you. As always, prepare yourself for a changing world order. Till next time. Bye-bye.